Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Too Tall For You. All right, welcome to the show. Today, I'm chatting with Courtney Schwann. Uh, hey, Courtney. Hey. <laughs> so, Courtney and I don't really know each other that well, actually. Uh, <gasps> we played against each other in college. Courtney played at the University of Washington, and now she's playing professionally in France, which is where I'm at. So, um, that's just a little bit. But, Courtney, do you want to do a little bit more of a better introduction of who you are? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, my name is Courtney Schwann. And I, like Berkeley said, I played at the University of Washington, and then I played my first professional season in Italy. I was in the first league for half of the season, and then I moved to the second league for the second half. And then my second professional season, I was here at the same team as I am now in France. And then for my third season, I'm back. So yeah, I've been playing volleyball since I was... As long as I can remember, my mom is a coach, and she played in college, and she actually played with me until she was uh, eight months pregnant with me. So I've been around the game for forever, but yeah. So one of the first things that I want to do, just to let everyone get to know you a little better, is just like a rocket round of questions. So you'll have like 45 seconds to answer these questions, and just answer them as fast as you can, Okay. And my biggest thing with these is when someone asks me questions like this, I always want to try and explain my answer. So we can get into the explanations after. Just answer as fast as you can, okay? Okay. With this time delay, that's going to be a little difficult, but we got this. All right. Starting now. What's your favorite food? Um, sweet potatoes. Favorite TV show? Um, currently, The Good Doctor. I just finished it. Uh, what's the last thing you bought online? A Nike sweatshirt. What's your favorite song right now? I, no, absolutely not. I can't choose one. Uh, do you believe in love and first love at first sight? No. Uh, what is one thing that makes you motivated to work hard? The people around me. Uh, do you think with your head or your heart? Uh, too much of my heart. Okay, I went for a full minute because okay, we had okay. a bit of a delay, but that's time. I wanted to ask you about one of them. Okay, well, you couldn't pick a favorite song. You're not. Li- you don't have one song that you're listening to like right now. That's your favorite. No, not one song. Because oh, I usually have one song that I listen to over and over again. There is one song that. Um, it's yeah. funny because you know now you put me on the spot and I can't think of the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like have to look it up. Do it. I love hearing new music. Okay, it's by. Um, I don't know if you know who a beer is. Okay, so her name is Abir, A-B-I-R, and then it's actually, she's featured on it, but the song is by Cash Cash, but they don't sing, they're just like a musical group, and then it's featuring, Um, but it's called The Finest Hour, and I've been obsessed with that song for a while. Nice. Yeah. Okay, and you don't believe in love at first sight. No, I used to think that I did growing up, but... I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, now I'm like, they could be the most attractive person in the world, or they look like, oh, they're a volleyball player, and they're attractive, and, I don't know, you look on social media or whatever, but, like, you could not mesh at all. It's all about the mesh. I totally agree, yeah. I think, like, growing up and watching, like, rom-coms or 
reading all the books, you think love at first sight is real. And I'm sure some people still believe it. So I guess I can't say it's not, but I thought it was real. And now it's like, yeah, I've got to know this person exactly for this to mean anything. <laughs> okay. So the next thing I want to ask uh, is how's the weather up there stories? What is like the best or worst or funniest comment you've ever gotten about your height? Um, actually, can I do an, an experience instead? Because I had a weird experience. Yeah. Okay, so I was in China. Yeah, please. <laughs> I was in China with a, a USA team. I think it was a junior national team. And we <laughs> were out sightseeing, and we were in this marketplace. And um, someone, some local, was just at the market that day. And they came up and they just grabbed my arm. And they just turned me around and just, like, started dragging me. And, like, they didn't pull me too far or anything because I was freaked out. And I turned, like, I whipped around. I was like, excuse me. (laughs) Um, But they were like, you're so tall. We want picture. And I was like, are you joking? I was like, it scared me so bad. I think that oh was like, word. yeah, that was the weirdest experience I've ever had about that, for sure. A lot of the other comments I get, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't even know what I would have done. Like, I don't like people in my space anyway. So, like, if someone random came up and touched me, I would like freaked out. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, especially in a foreign country. Uh, how was that trip? Was that the first time you've ever been to China? Um, yes, that was the first time I'd ever been to China. That trip was absolutely amazing. Uh, and we visited so many cool places and we actually went to a different city every few days. So we stayed in a bunch of different hotels and we toured a bunch of different cities. But yeah, I loved that place. But like you're saying, the personal space was a huge issue because like you, I am not a fan. Like I was even at the store the other day. I'm sure she has no idea, but our libero super good friends with her and we were at the store and she'll walk by and she's like touchy-feely she doesn't care so she'll walk by and she'll just be brushing me every five every like five seconds just because she's like close to me but I get so irked and I have to be mindful about being like they're not thinking anything of it but I'm like freaking out about it inside but how that ties back to China so that ties back to China because everybody there sorry no go ahead (laughs) no that ties back to china because everyone there like there were no lines it was just a mob and whoever could get to the front of the line like got to go or whatever so that was yeah the personal space thing was tough in china Jeez. okay for those that don't know do you want to explain a little bit about what that trip was like how you like got to be part of that usa team and yeah for sure So the junior national team is a team that you try out for when you're in college. You go, your college usually sends a few of the players that they think could possibly make a team or that the national team might be interested in, and you go to this tryout, and then there are a bunch of uh, collegiate coaches, national coaches, just coaches from all over that basically pick top teams or I don't know if they pick one team or multiple teams, but I made the top group that that year. And it's basically, I think it's a three to five day uh, of just practicing three times a day. And you're just in 
the gym and then you eat in the cafeteria and then you go back to the gym and sometimes maybe you can get like a 30 minute nap in, but it's like three a day, two hour practices and you're in the elevation of Colorado and um, it can be tough for sure and mentally absolutely draining because if you have one tough session and they're statting every single ball that you touch. So it's definitely quite an experience, but I was lucky enough to make the team that year yeah it's funny I haven't thought about Colorado Springs and that like training center in a long time but just brings back so many memories <laughs> it's like good and bad of like the exhaustion and gotta love it okay so I wanted to go back to talking about personal space because I that's think that's funny, funny and I totally, totally relate to what you're saying. saying um I genuinely wonder if it's like being taller some of these things like affect you more or differently like because I don't know like for anyone when I when people are in my space it like really bothers me and I have a couple other tall friends who like I know are aware of that as well but I feel like um, for like any team I've played on any girls that were a little bit shorter they like were always in my space and like didn't even notice and like I just like I wonder if that's a tall thing like do you feel like do you I mean it was your libero so she's a little bit shorter right oh yeah I mean, I mean do you feel that connect Oh, yeah. I think it also might have to do with the fact that, like, I don't know, we can see more around us. So I'm like, if you're getting close, I can tell that it's happening. Whereas, like, maybe a little smaller people, they don't know until it's happening. And I'm like, no, no, you stay over there. Right, right. Yeah. I definitely think it could be. How, okay, I guess I should start with this. I am six foot one exactly. How long have you been six one? Like, did you have a growth spurt or, like, I mean, I'm sure you had a growth spurt at some point, but, like, how long have you been six one or, like, how long have you been tall? That is a very good question. I've been tall my entire <laughs> life. Like, I can't remember. There was, like, okay, okay. you know, growing up, you're always the tallest one in your middle school picture mm-hmm. and, like, your, like, your third to fifth grade pictures and, like, your class pictures. Like, I was always... The tallest. So I don't remember when I actually hit six foot one exactly, but I want to say like beginning of high school, maybe. What is being tall to you? Like, is that just something that's always been and like you kind of don't really notice anymore? Or is it like, just like, what is it to you? To me, it's something that I've always noticed. And especially when I was younger, I was much more... um, Why can't I think of the word right now? I was much more self-conscious about it when I was younger. Um, And especially something that I focus on now, because I'm so much more proud about my height. I mean, in a sense, it's so much of who I am because playing volleyball in that aspect, you don't have to be tall to play volleyball or anything like that, but like it helps a lot and it helps me a lot. Um, But my posture when I'm around just my normal friends or like that's something I have to be so much more aware of. Um, So that kind of stuff that has stemmed from when I was younger has definitely, I don't know, but being tall, it's just like who I am now. And my dad is uh, six foot eight. So like, it's just always been who like my family is, I guess. So it's, I've never really thought too much about it, especially when I see, like, even taller people. I'm like, nah, they're not as tall as my dad, so it's normal. Why didn't you like being tall when you were younger? Like, what made you self-conscious about it? 
Um, I think when we're younger, we're taught that being different isn't necessarily always a good thing. And being tall made me different from everyone else. And that really freaked me out. And when you're young and you're different, that can sometimes make or break you. Luckily, that didn't break me. Uh, And I had a very big support system that told me that it was totally good to be tall. And my family knew it was good to be tall and they were excited about it. So um, I think that was the biggest thing was that it was different from everybody else. Yeah, that's, I'm with you. I think like my parents were always messaging how great it was. And so like, I think that helped me in my confidence to just have those people in your corner tell you how awesome it is. Um, So like you mentioned that being tall, uh, like it helps you in volleyball, but you've also been around it because your mom played. Um, So like, is there anything else in your life or like other parts of volleyball that like being tall has given you? That makes sense. Um, so I played softball further. Um, I actually played a little bit when I was a freshman in college as well at the University of Washington, and it helped me a lot with that. So it definitely oh, helped. Cool. I didn't yeah. Know that. So it definitely helped a lot with uh, sports. Um, I'm trying to think what else. It's funny because I said that being different, I hated it so much when I was younger, but I think it's helped me become who I am today and gain more confidence as I'm older, even though it's a little different. Yeah. Being told to do that, having being stared at all the time, everywhere you go, because you're just taller than everyone. <laughs> do you have any advice or lessons from your college days that you want to share with? Cause I'm assuming that at the beginning of this podcast, most of our listener, listeners will be younger volleyball players because that's just the connection of everything so do you have any advice or lessons that you learned from your college experience that you would like to share with them my advice for younger players is being patient first of all um knowing that you can't control everything because I thought that I could control everything in college but there's so many things you can't control and you have to live with that and you have to ride the wave and then Lastly, um, there's no shame in asking for help because I had a lot of, uh, there were a few struggles that I had in college that were very difficult for me to handle and I never wanted to ask for help. And when I finally did, it was a relief off my shoulders and I had all the support in the world, but I didn't know it was there until I asked for it. So those would be my two biggest pieces of advice. I'm going to just jump on there and say that too, because I'm like you, I want to be independent and I don't like asking for help. And that was something I learned in college, but like younger players or girls, freshmen in college, like you have so many resources at your university, take advantage because I didn't start taking advantage to like my last, last two years. And now I miss them. Like we just don't have those same things here. And mm-hmm. I re- just regret not using them to the fullest <laughs> while I was there. Yes. hundred percent. So... <laughs> On that note, I want to hear about your professional life experience. What made you decide to want to try professional volleyball? Um, I think it was always part of the plan. Like when I was four years okay. old, I okay. was like, I'm totally going to be a professional basketball player. And then I don't like being touched. So basketball was not for me. <laughs> Coming back to be, being touched. Exactly. Um, exactly. And then 
when I knew volleyball was like my thing and that I was good at it and I enjoyed it and I love it, I was that was always the plan. So this was just the next step. It was kind of I never really had to think about it because I always knew it was what I wanted to do. So my experience, I didn't even think much about, like, I knew it existed, but I didn't know much about it until I got to college. And there was a girl, like, the year before me who went and played. I didn't even, I felt like I didn't even know anything about it, to be honest with you, until college. So how did that, it's like, I understand that that's what you wanted to do. Like, were you, did you have people that you knew that were playing professionally or your parents or what did you know about pro-life before you got here? (laughs) So what I knew about pro-life before I got here was mostly things that I had learned from girls who had already graduated from my college and had done the professional experience. Uh, That's where I gained most of my information. And I don't know if there are some young girls, actually, I'm going to shout myself out here. I have a YouTube channel and I put up some like days in the life stuff and I actually have been pretty dormant on it lately, but one of my goals this year is to be putting out a bunch more videos on there um, so that more people can know kind of what the experience is like. And there are some other great people who are doing the same thing right now as well. Um, But yes, definitely those were the people... And I got a little bit of taste of it when I was playing for the junior national team and I would come over here and it would be like, you eat, you sleep, you practice, you play, you compete. And so that was also a little bit of a taste of the experience before I got over here. Um, I mean, I feel like I'm struggling with this. Like, I don't know. I can't decide what motivates me or like what. That's a weird way to say it because I know how to motivate myself. But um, I haven't seemed to found, like, m- my passion in playing pro-life. Like, I'm still going back and forth balancing, like, is this worth the sacrifices, you know, all this stuff. So, like, what makes it worth it to you? Like, is it just, like, this has been your dream for forever and it's what you love? Or, like, what makes it worth it? For me, what makes it worth it is... Um... Well, first of all, let me start by saying you kind of have a weird year to start because of everything going on. Like, <laughs> That's fair. That's so fair. that changes things. For me, because part of why I love it is how free I am to travel. I could have one day and everything is so close to me that I can take a train or I can even drive to so many places. And what other time in your life you're not going to be tied down to having a family or like that kind of thing that you can just travel freely for however amount of time that you feel like. So that is one of the biggest draws for me is just being able to travel and have these cultural experiences while I'm young, because I don't know when I'll ever be able to do that again. Yeah. The traveling is, I mean, we've been in lockdown for forever, but the first few weeks of being here and getting to explore and see Paris has been like unbelievable, but so, yeah, I get that. What is the coolest place that you've seen so far since playing professionally? My favorite place that I've ever been to is London, still to this day. I traveled there last year. Um, we got home for Christmas, and we had a two, a three-day weekend. or No, I think it was just a two-day weekend, but the day before the two-day weekend, we only had, like, a half day. So we left that night. We were there for two whole days. And first of all, You can fly places here. The round trip ticket was like 45 euro. 
So we flew to London and back, like, and in for two days, and it was one of my most favorite experiences I've ever had, and memorable to say the least. Yeah, I'm super jealous. That is on my list, and I am like, it's so close, and I'm so sad that they've been locked down so much because I'm like, yeah, it's like a two-hour train ride from where I'm at right now, and I want to go so bad. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping to do that before yes. I leave. But I'm also hoping to go in the museums here before I leave because I will be so angry if I don't get to go to the Louvre, inside the Louvre, before I leave living in Paris. But that's another story, another issue, whatever. Okay, so with pro-life, there's like lots of free time. And so you already mentioned that you've been doing some videos. You have a YouTube page. And with that, like, you have a photography page on, a uh, photography and video page on Instagram, right? So, like, is that how you spend a lot of your free time or how, like, yeah, tell us about that creative side. <laughs> yes, um, my creative side. I love doing photography and videography. Um, the sad part, the, uh, I got a kind of in a funk at the end of 2020. I think everybody was. Um just being like stuck in the house all the time and not being able to really get out. It's also more difficult to shoot videos and photos. Um, I've even told my friends this year, though, I'm like, hey, I don't care what we're doing. If we have a free day, like we're just going to go somewhere in town and we're just going to take a bunch of photos so that one, I can get my more content for my photography page and my website. And then um, also just like for my YouTube um, channel. Um, So Those are my biggest things that I do, but I mean, the other obvious things are there are a bunch of series that I haven't seen on Netflix that I'm watching. Um, I did a whole Marvel marathon um, when we were in a seven-day lockdown. I was like, yeah, we'll watch all these. And then the last thing, um, I read a bunch of books uh, lately, not lately, Um, I personally know that my favorite type of books are romance, so uh, I read a bunch of romance novels in my free time. I love to read, so I could talk to you about books all day long. But So what was the last book that you read? Um, That's funny. I don't even know the name of it. It's by the same author, and she goes, um, I think her name is Nicole Snow. I think it's Nicole Snow. But she, now I have to figure it out, or else I'm going to be upset about it. (laughs) Um, but she takes these romance novels and then she takes the characters and she will like take a side character and she'll make the next book about them and what happens next. That's pretty cool. I'm looking her up right now. Okay. So the last one I read was No Perfect Hero. And now I'm reading, um, the good, I think it's called no good doctor which is funny because the last um (laughs) the last show i watched on netflix is called the good doctor but um that's the one i'm currently reading that is funny yes okay cool i'm gonna have to check those out because yeah i'm always looking for new books i've been in like a spell for a while i haven't been able to read because i'm like which is annoying i'm like i have all this free time so read And then, like, when you have the free time, you don't. And then I squeeze it into when I don't have time to read. But, yeah, it is what it is. Okay, um, I do kind of want to go back to the volleyball side of pro-life. Because I do just want to... I mean, like you said, there are YouTube... Like, you've made YouTube videos to talk about it. But 
I'm so interested, again, just because we don't know each other very well. Like we've just gotten to know each other from chatting on Instagram and playing against each other. But um, was it a big change to you when you started playing here? Or was it very similar to the style of um, what what you were doing at Washington? Um, It is a huge change from what I was doing at Washington. I think the biggest thing for me is when I became a pro. um, You know when people do the thing when they move to college and that's like their big move and their big step? I stayed in my hometown for that. So moving pro and moving across the sea was like, that was my big, like, let's go away from home for a little bit. That was my crazy step. And, um, compare specifically comparing it to Washington, the biggest thing that's different is the discipline. Like you have your coaches, um, that are constantly like on you about watching film, making sure you're, uh, watching, um, sorry, have your coaches have you watching film. They are talking to you constantly about your technique and your eye work and everything that you're doing. And here, I don't think they do nearly as much coaching. Um, I'm not saying that they don't do coaching, but a lot of the time it's on you to figure out, like, it maybe you're in a funk. You have to figure out how to get out of that yourself a lot of the times. So it's something that is under your own control, and it's not something that you're used to because usually your coach would be like, hey, like, fix your platform, or, like, you're jumping more than you should be when you're passing, or you're not supposed to be jumping when you're passing. So those kinds of things, you have to learn to coach yourself a little bit when you're playing overseas. Yeah, I feel that. Do you miss that kind of coaching, or, like, have you taken it as, like, a challenge to, like, figure that out, or, like, I don't really know how to ask my question, but, um, because I feel myself, like, missing that coaching and, like, working on those little things, and, or do you love that freedom of like being able to figure it out yourself and things like that? I think it is definitely a mixture of both. I definitely miss having almost like a second opinion because a lot of times I'm pretty self-aware to know what's going wrong. But for like specific confirmation, it's nice to have somebody there right away that could be like, hey, no, don't do that. Or like, hey, you're doing this just to tell you right away what's happening. Um, for sure. And then the other part of me is like, sometimes it would get kind of redundant for the same reason. Like I know what I was doing wrong. So you don't have to tell me that my, that I was late on the block or whatever. So it's a little bit of both. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I feel like, like personally, I, and my coaches could attest to this at Utah, but I wouldn't necessarily argue, but I would just like to have a conversation about like the new techniques or things that we were doing. And it's like, I miss that relationship, I guess, with my coaches about wanting to understand why I'm doing it this way or what the best way is to do it. And yeah, sometimes feel a little lost and, but I'm with you. I feel like I was also very aware that like, I did know how to fix. I mean, like after so many years of playing volleyball, you figure out how to fix things and that's why we're pros, but yeah, I find myself missing spring practices and like those dialed in learning practices. Oh, for sure. I completely agree with that. Um, okay. So the last guest that I had on here, her name is Carly Svensson and she has an Instagram page where she helps tall girls find, um, 
clothing that fits. Like she's got the tips and tricks for the best places to shop and to find inseam and sleeves that are long enough. Um, so I guess that was a little bit backwards, but so I'm asking everyone on the show to have a question or if they have a question for other tall girls. So that was her background. Her question for you is what is your favorite place that you buy clothing from, specifically tall clothing, and or what was your experience the first time you found something that fit, like, tall-wise? Um, I shop at Zara, and Zara has had tall enough. I'm lucky because my torso and my, so, like, my top half and my legs are, like, the same length. They're not, like, super long legs, and, like, so I'm lucky enough not to have too ridiculously of a too ridiculous of a problem there um but for me I like shopping in Zara and I've gotten really lucky with having um I like I have a teammate who is six two six three almost Taylor Mims on the right side she and I uh, shop at most of the same places for um, pants and everything and we go to Zara a lot so yeah okay good to know yes um, so to you, do you have a question or anything you've ever wanted to ask another tall girl? <laughs> um, I want to know what the most creative thing that they've done with their height, whether that's being like they took a chance and for, like maybe they tried modeling, for example, or maybe um, Maybe they tried to make a brand or something or started to create clothing in hopes that other people had the same issues. Or most creative thing that somebody's thought about doing or thinks about doing in the future with their height. That's a great question. I like it. Okay, well, it's been super awesome to chat with you. Thanks so much for agreeing. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. And I'm looking forward to hearing about uh, everybody from the rest of your podcast. Thanks. All right. Thanks so much for listening. As always, subscribe, comment, and share with all your friends. You can find us on Instagram at Too Tall For You Podcast. Thanks again and catch you next time.